0: Yeah, I mean, I, I say that it accelerates the sales process because it's a, a faster way to build the like and trust online.
1: You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 327. And today we're going to learn from an industry expert how to amplify your brand using video. you ready for this? Let's get started. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson. And today uh, we're gonna be talking about how to use video to amplify your brand and your online presence. And, and my hope is it's gonna really help you attract more clients, but also help people understand why you are an authority and why they should choose you. I love video. And everybody has like their own style with video, but I also recognize a lot of people aren't comfortable on video. So I asked this person to come and talk with us today and share from an introvert's point of view, how to really like step into video in a powerful way. Now, my favorite way to attract new clients is from guesting on other people's podcasts. You probably know that by now. I talk all the time about the guest expert system. And whether you're doing video, or you're doing video interviews, or you're doing podcast interviews, or you're being a guest on someone else's stage, in any way, shape, or form, I can guarantee you one thing. If you are not experiencing a steady flow of clients into your community and to your lead generation, whatever that is, then chances are you're making at least one of 17 super common mistakes that guest experts make. And this not only applies to being a guest expert, a lot of these things apply to any kind of visibility strategy that you're creating. And so I've created a scorecard that you can download if you go to melaniebenson.com for slash magnetize, and I'll link that up in the show notes, you can hop over to that, download the scorecard, and there's some bonus training available for you if you want to take that further and really unpack how to how to really be an in-demand guest expert. So head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize, download the 17 Mistakes scorecard, and I'd love to hear what you think it is. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, amplifiers. I'm so excited to bring you Lou Bortone today. We're going to be talking about using video to amplify your online presence. And of course, if you know Lou, we got to talk about video, but let me give you a little bit of background on Lou. Lou Bortone has been a pioneer and thought leader in the video space since the launch of YouTube in 2005. And I got to tell you, he has some of the funniest videos and memes he creates online. I I get a real kick out of it. But uh, prior to his industry-leading work in online video marketing, he spent 20 years as a marketing executive in the television and entertainment industries, including stints on E! Entertainment Television and Fox Family Worldwide in L.A., And now he's coming to us right here on Amplifier Success to share some of his hot tips. So, Lou, thanks so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you, Melanie. It's really good to be here, and it's really good to talk to a person that I know in real life.
1: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, Lou and I, wow, I guess we've probably known each other almost since the beginning of when you got into business.
0: I think so, yeah. I was, yeah. Back in the day, and um, but you know now since the pandemic is kind of getting over, sort of getting back to real life events again. But uh, yeah, we've been counting on Zoom more than ever.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and I know it's funny to talk about video stuff when you're on an audio podcast, but <laughs> uh, one of the predictions uh, you probably know I co-host a podcast with my friend Samantha Riley called Next Level yeah. Influence, and one of our predictions we made as we entered into 2023 on the podcast was the traction that video is going to have in dominating um, social media and the way we build our brand on social media. So I think this is very timely.
0: Yes. And, you know, audio is, is, you know, a lot of the audio podcasts are going video as well. So if you're doing an audio podcast, it's not that difficult to repurpose it for video as well
1: right okay so fun fact i don't know if you know this but my very first podcast i was a trendsetter before it was a trend i actually had a video podcast cool (laughs) and then i was like this is way too hard and i went audio only and now (laughs) i'm like oh now we have a million tools for a video podcast so
0: yeah but having come out of radio i mean i started in radio and everything was you know like we we lived on audio we talked about theater of the mind and and how awesome it is and the advantage that podcasting and radio have is that it's mobile and you can go anywhere and listen virtually anywhere
1: yeah exactly it, it, i i love podcasting it is it is not going to go anyway go away anytime soon so That's well, let's sure. talk about video sure yeah so you know you've been in it since the like emergence of video online. What Mm -hmm. do you see happening going forward with video that's making it a must-have marketing strategy?
0: Well, I think the pandemic accelerated this trend, but basically the fact that, you know, before video was kind of like, oh, I guess I should do this. And it was sort of a you know, not a have to have. And now I call it like a have to have because everyone is communicating this way. It's the the best way to connect and engage online. And especially now that there are hybrid events and remote work, we count on video more than ever to basically, you know, communicate. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And maybe even like from my point of view, like there's maybe even more than communication. It's like how we get to know someone's energy
0: exactly i mean that's the thing even on a zoom you can pick up on that um Mm -hmm. and we've all had to rely on that the last few years with the pandemic but um i feel like there are people i mean we've met in person but there are people that i've known for maybe 10 years that i've never met face to face it's all been video and i still feel like they're very very good friends Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird but that's cool
1: i you know i think it's the kind of the the wave of this future we are now living is Mm -hmm. video is a way of connecting and building community. And it's also a way of showcasing your brand and what you're about. And, you know, like, yes, we can be very contrived in a video, but I think Mm -hmm. people can read through that now. Like it's, it's like video is a way we really connect with people where it's multidimensional versus just like this flat piece of copy that, We're trying to get tone and energy and who are they and are they real and all that stuff out of a piece of copy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I say that it accelerates the sales process because it's a a faster way to build the like and trust online. And now, you know, I mean, that's the other trend is that, you know, video has become a little bit more mass market. So I don't think people are as worried as being perfect or being high quality video because these days, you know, almost anything goes.
1: It's true. You know, let's just qualify what you mean by video marketing, because there's so many different ways video works these days, right? There's video webinars, there's short videos, there's video shows that we might have via live stream, there's Mm pre-recorded video. What do you think is like the go-to right now in video marketing?
0: Yeah, and it's funny because I do use that sort of umbrella term and I use it to mean basically using video to connect and engage with your customers. So Obviously, I mean, you can't have that conversation without YouTube, because they're sort of the 800 pound gorilla in the space. And, you know, YouTube continues to grow and grow and grow. And now they're doing YouTube shorts to kind of answer their, their answer to TikTok. But I think ultimately, it's, you know, um, anytime you put video on a social platform, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Insta, etc. Great.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I thought you would mean. But I just want to make sure we get everybody mm-hmm. on the same page with this. Yes. So you alluded to this a minute ago, but let's unpack this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, How can video exponentially increase the reach of your impact and your influence?
0: Well, um, I'm going to give away my age here a little bit, but when I was growing up, there were three TV networks and that's who controlled everything that you saw in the media other than newspapers. And then... um, Back in the day when I worked in cable, there were a lot of cable networks, but it was still pretty you know, pretty elite and pretty controlled by big media. And now anyone with a cell phone and a YouTube account can reach the world. I mean, virtually, literally reach anyone, anywhere. So it's really been sort of democratized and, and opened up. And I think that's the big thing is that, you know, now anybody, anyone can do this. We see, you know, we're seeing TikTok stars and people that like, you know, my my uh well not the teenagers anymore, but my twins who are in their twenties always talk about so and so. I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Come on, Dad, she's got 50 million followers on TikTok.
1: You have to know who that is. Because we follow all the same people, of course. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah. They they basically said, you can have Facebook if you stay off TikTok. And I'm like, I have to at some point I have to delve into TikTok because I'm I'm a video person. So <laughs>
1: Well, we can do that uh, little journey together because I just got on TikTok as well. <laughs> so we can be TikTok uh, accountability yes. partners. <laughs> cool. Well, and, and I know that video can be scary for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially if maybe they have a bit more introversion and they're not, yeah. they don't see themselves as a big personality or they don't really see themselves like a celebrity brand. Right. You know, would you, and I think you've shared this before, you're yeah. you're a bit more on the introverted side. Like, how do you like t- find that mental space to mm-hmm. step in and do video the way you do?
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because I think I'm the poster child for camera shy video people. And, and I am an introvert and I always worked on the other side of the camera in television. So I was never, ever on air. And the thought of being in front of a camera what um i mean that's even to me it's even scarier than being on a stage in front of people um which is a little strange but i think the way that that i got over it and that i try to help others get over it is just say you know what just get over it <laughs> but um just try to be yourself and realize that you know people probably are not going to say oh my god what is he wearing you know it's really more about the content than the messenger so I think a lot of it's just kind of getting over that hump of of that initial hump of being on camera and learning to talk into a a funny little green dot.
1: Yeah. Almost like having a system for, Mm -hmm. you know, tapping into your knowledge base and sharing something versus feeling like, I got to figure something out today. (laughs) What am I going to say? Which is my big stumbling block, right? Like I will Mm -hmm. fully admit I get camera shy as well, which might be shocking to some people, (laughs) but yes, like, I can sit behind a microphone all day long, but we put a camera on, and mm-hmm. it's nerve-wracking. Like I had, yeah. I got invited to go do a video, like a um a filmed series, mm-hmm. and it was not just little old Melanie's uh, Zoom camera. It's like mm-hmm. a big production, and I was terrified. <laughs> and, it
0: can be nerve-wracking. I think yeah. part of it you have to decide that your message is is bigger than your fear. You know, your your desire to get your message out has to be bigger than your your fear, which hopefully will only last for a few minutes when you're first starting.
1: Thank you for sharing that, because I think that's what people need to hear today, especially if you are leading with a little more introversion or Mm -hmm. are wondering, like, do I even have a message?
0: Yeah, and when I you know when my kids were younger, I could pull them in and, and do anything to take away you know distract, put the dogs in, put the kids in, put use costume. I mean, you know, you've seen me dress up like a goofball and do goofy videos. Mm-hmm. Initially, that was my defense against being camera shy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I figured it's if I, okay to if have I props. It, yeah, yeah, make a make a fool of yourself, and then you have nothing to lose after that. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> Well, we're kind of already on this subject, so let me just mm-hmm. jump to like, what are the best ways to get started, mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you've been making up a lot of excuses about doing right. video or you feel kind of nervous about it or wondering mm-hmm. what to say. What are some of your yeah, tips? Yeah, definitely. Are? I
0: think playing off that sort of camera shy piece. I think that um, live video and specifically Facebook Live is probably the low-hanging fruit of video and probably an easy way to start because the expectations are not quite as great. It tends to be, I call it sort of like a come-as-you-are party. Hey, I'm just going to hop on Facebook Live. I don't care that I just got out of the gym. I'm going to, I have a quick message I want to share. So I I like to stop there because... Uh, Again, I think there's just a little bit less pressure on Facebook Live because people are more accepting and the expectations are a little bit lower.
1: So just start right where you are and Mm -hmm. get over yourself, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can do Facebook Live from your phone. So you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be in a specific location. And then once you get a little bit more comfortable with that, then maybe you delve into um, uh, YouTube and LinkedIn and other platforms
1: talk about that a little bit more because I think maybe one of the things that gets in people's way and this is this is bringing up another question I want to ask you but Mm -hmm. like what gets in people's ways is like okay should I be doing a YouTube live channel should Mm -hmm. I just be doing you know Instagram videos like what should I be doing what are the best video platforms to leverage for myself right now
0: yeah that's a great question and what i usually advise is that you you have to find your video sweet spot and your video sweet spot is like what platform are you comfortable on and your followers viewers whomever are also on so if if you know a year ago i wouldn't have done tiktok because the audience my audience is not there um today it may be different but again i try to find you know do am i more comfortable with live video is my sweet spot doing zoom interviews is my sweet spot doing pre-recorded videos and scripted videos. So it really just depends. There's a lot of ways to come at it and you have to find what works best for you.
1: Mm -hmm. So as we look to this next 12 months that, uh, that we're looking at, um, what's going to be the video platform you're moving towards doing more (laughs) on?
0: I have been dragged kicking and screaming into TikTok, so I'm going to do more (laughs) of that. Um, And part of it's just that, you know, I'm I'm not sure if I approach it like everything else. Okay, should I do tips videos and share this or that? Or should I do videos of the dogs, which always get more views than my videos? Um, So a lot of it's just kind of experimenting and finding that sweet spot. And even within the platform itself, let me find what the best way to use TikTok is, and, and then I'll do more of it.
1: Well, I can share it to you. I'm mm-hmm. seven days in on TikTok, a whole seven days, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what I noticed, I, I tested four yeah. different kinds of TikTok videos, so to speak. Um, yeah. And what I found is the dog videos did not get much traction, but that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't if I had your <laughs> cute dogs. Uh, the ones that got the best traction were audiograms of wow. my podcast.
0: Cool.
1: And secondly, were um like just talking videos where I had yeah. like something that was yeah. very relevant in the market and just those short, snappy talking videos with the yeah. captions perform best. So there's my knowledge transfer to the video god here <laughs> and you do with it what you will. But now we've got to connect on Thanks. TikTok and tra- yeah, track good. what each yeah. other's doing. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, that's the thing. If you're willing to experiment, you're going to find over time what is resonating with your audience and kind of double down on what's working.
1: Yeah. And I'll give a little props to my friend, Christy Ling. She's like, you have to be on TikTok (laughs) because I I really resisted for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. But I I agree with you. And I I would say short video is Mm -hmm. probably going to be a big theme this year. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I also know a lot of people that are killing it with YouTube channels. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's hard. Like people say, oh, I don't know. You know, how can I possibly get a message across in 10 or 15 seconds? It's like, well, the, the TV networks have been doing it for 50 years. So, you know, they have 15 second TV spots, so you can do a 15 second video.
1: Yeah, like that's such a great point. And I think if you can't get your point across in 15 seconds, you maybe need to work mm-hmm. on messaging a little bit, right?
0: Right, But But yep.
1: um, what is a trick for how you wrap your head around a 15 second video? Like, do you have a little arc of what you do on your other platforms or how do you do that?
0: Um, it, a lot of it, again, is just experimentation. Like how can I whittle this down to the, the bare essence and mm-hmm. still make it entertaining and engaging? And I think the thing with TikTok is there's so much motion and music and, you know, lip sync and audio that there's a lot of stimulation. So you can squeeze a lot of stuff into a short video.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask you about common mistakes that people mm-hmm. make, especially entrepreneurs when they're one, yeah. when they're creating video for lead attraction, because there's a lot right. of reasons we do video. Right. But let's yeah. talk about lead attraction video.
0: Um mm-hmm. uh,
1: Tell me what you see happening, and then I might have a couple follow-up questions on this one.
0: Excellent. Uh, I think the biggest issue is just people not getting started because they're either worried about the sort of perfection trap, or they feel like that they have to have a certain persona on video that they don't have anywhere else. It's like, you know, the more, the, you know, the the more wide ass I got on video, the more followers I had, you know, the more I became sort of like, I'm just going to be myself and be a goofball and you know, drop a few F-bombs here and there. And, and those people, you know, what's the expression? You know, some people are not your people. <laughs> if they don't like it, then they don't have to watch. So I yeah, think part of it is like, the get over the perfection trap and, and be as you as possible.
1: Well, isn't that like what we ultimately want from our clients, right? We want to attract yeah. people that like us, that want to work with us. So, if we're mm-hmm. like not us genuinely on our video and in our marketing, like yeah. we're not really pulling the best people towards us.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah. What do you think about? Okay. A couple of questions around mistakes and best practices. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what do you think about like the trend following, especially on short videos versus? Yeah alignment with your brand What? what's right. your vote
0: i mean that's the thing if i started doing karaoke videos you know um with rihanna lyrics in the background it's kind of like okay there's a big disconnect so you have to find that that intersection of your own brand and the platform like okay the, does the platform lend itself to this so okay if they like funny videos um you know i did a video the other day where you know saying people had irritable video syndrome instead of IBS. And I had my little doctor costume and okay, that might work on Tic Tac because it's short and funny and punchy. And it's still within my brand because sometimes I do do goofy costumes and stuff, but I'm not going to do Rihanna karaoke. That's just not my, not my thing.
1: That is hilarious. Okay. Short video, which Mm -hmm. is usually 50 seconds or less than what I've heard even on instagram six second videos are being rewarded so short versus longer Mm -hmm. more um like built out uh videos what what's your vote these days
0: um i like to have a combination because the short videos can lead people to the longer ones and especially on youtube um youtube wants you to spend as much time as possible on their platform so they're really rewarding videos that are 10 or 15 minutes um, and like, a, you know, like a podcast is maybe 22 minutes or a half hour. I think there's definitely a place for that. And you can't just say, I'm only going to do short videos from now on, because then you'll never get any real traction on YouTube.
1: Great point. Okay. Interview style mm-hmm. or solo?
0: Right. Um, again, I think it's, you know, what what are you comfortable with? What is your audience going to resonate with? Um, and there's no reason why you can't do both and still be on brand.
1: Love it. I do both. Yeah. And I think I, it's interesting, Lou. I, I think what happens, especially on the podcast, going back to audio yeah. for a minute, I think people sometimes pay attention based on the guest, but mm-hmm. keep listening yeah. based on my solo episodes. Yes. It's really yeah. fascinating because then they start to get to know you, the host, and they keep coming mm-hmm. back for those. Yeah, for I think boss. that's.
0: That's the perfect combination, I think, for podcasting, because the other part is like, you know, you've it's uh, you got to feed the beast and constantly have guests. But there's that time where I say, hey, I can over the holiday break, I'm, I can record six podcasts of my own and I don't need to wait for a guest to have anybody else on.
1: Good point. OK, last last contrast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love these. This might have to be a yeah, new yeah, thing I do. On the show. That. <laughs> I like like I,
0: I know that I'm not supposed to say both, but that's that's been
1: the answer for most of them. There's no rules lou you can you can do it your way okay okay so do you think it's better to do professional high quality Mm -hmm. video or the more organic raw behind the scenes like this is the real me kind of videos
0: yeah and i do have um an answer for this because i i call them quick videos versus keeper videos so a Keeper video is, you know, this is going to represent my brand. It's going to be on my homepage or my sales page. It's going to have shelf life. Those are the ones that I really spend time on and edit and clean up and make professional, maybe even hire somebody to do. The quick videos, on the other hand, you know, I'm just going to do a quick video. on I'm, I'm going to do a quick Facebook Live or I'm going to go on Instagram and do three tips. You know, those are you can do those virtually anytime anywhere. So I, I don't worry about the production value. Those are my quick videos, my keeper videos I'll spend more time on.
1: Great distinctions. Love it. Lou, you have so many great insights <laughs> and I actually learned so much from you uh, every time we talk and every time we we get to to be in each other's space. What's a great resource or place someone could get started to find out more about the work you do?
0: Sure. Uh, on my website is Um, I have a free video planner because I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks with folks is that they don't know where to begin with video. And I always say, you've got to reverse engineer it like anything else, begin with the end in mind, kind of back out of it and say, okay, if I want to do such and such, what kind of video is going to get me there? And the planning and strategy piece of it is really important. You can't, you know, I mean, you could just turn on the camera and talk, but I think it's better if you have a plan.
1: Yeah. I think people feel more confident too, if they know where mm-hmm. they're going with the video. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so Lou Bortone.com, And I think you also have slash planner gets them yes, right to the video it. planner, right? Yeah. Exactly. And we'll link that up for you all in the show notes. Cause uh, I really want you to head over and pick up um, this planner. I find that if I take time to mm-hmm. plan it out I get such better results and Lou's got such a great resource here. So go get it at loubortone.com forward slash planner. Thanks. Lou, I always like to ask my guests a couple of fine questions before I let you get off the, uh, the interview today. Um, And I can't wait to hear your answer to this one, but what would you (laughs) say is the boldest thing you ever did to amplify Mm -hmm. the success of your business? Oh my gosh.
0: Um, Oddly enough, Um, it was kind of walking away from it. I went to Italy by myself for three weeks last year, Mm -hmm. and I think it was, it may not seem like a bold thing to do, but to basically say, I'm going to take myself out of the day to day of my business and not work for three weeks and gallivant around Italy. And yet the business never skipped a beat, um, revenue wise or anything, because basically I had so much automated and so many things kind of taken care of ahead of time.
1: That is bold. You know, you how people like that's the dream is mm-hmm. to be able to go travel around and not have to worry about the day to day. And by the way, I was super jelly every time I would <laughs> see one of your images on Facebook. I was like. Oh, I really want to yeah. be
0: there. <laughs> so I guess I didn't totally disappear because I was doing a lot of social and videos yeah. and like, you know, that's a, not a bad place to do it. But I think for me, it was the the fact that I kind of went by myself as well and just said, I'm going to try to work from Italy for a month and see if I can pull it off.
1: Yeah. So now that uh, I've done that, I may
0: have to go back and try again.
1: Now it's a regular thing. Mm hmm. And is there, so if you're looking back from today over the last few years, maybe even mm-hmm. since the start of this particular business and you realize right. there's one thing you wish you would have done sooner because when mm-hmm. you did it, it made such an impact for you. What is it? Right,
0: I think it is um, meeting partners, you know, like you or just mm-hmm. making those relationships because as an introvert and as somebody who was always taught that I can do everything myself and I don't need anybody's help. That's just not possible. You cannot do it alone.
1: Yeah. Plus, it's like, I don't know about you, but to me, collaboration, mm-hmm. it's it's like connections. Yeah. It's like I work out of my home. Like right. I, I wouldn't see anybody but my dogs and my <laughs> husband for weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I didn't <laughs> like have an active network that I connect and collaborate with. So I love that you yep. brought that one up.
0: Absolutely. What happened
1: when you started? Developing those connections and collaborating. Was there like a really pivotal mm-hmm. success story that came out of that? Yeah,
0: I mean, things started to come together, and oddly enough, I remember going to a few conferences early on, um, maybe mid two thousands, and um, people would say, "Oh, yeah, I know you from that that crazy YouTube video." So I kind of felt like, "Oh, I have a little bit of I've, I've done a little bit of work before I meet these people," because. You know they've seen a few videos or they know who i am or in fact a lot of people would say oh you're not as crazy in person as you you are on on video yeah that's just my video
1: personality yeah i think i had that experience when i met you in person i was like (laughs) oh you're like so real and so like present and not that you weren't on your videos but it's just nice when people in real life are so human and they truly want to connect so
0: Yeah. So and that was the thing. It's like, you know, the the minute I kind of let my guard down and and did just did video and talked about what I was passionate about. uh, That's when things really started to fall into place. Nice.
1: Well, thank you for being here today, Lou. You're such a treasure trove of great insights and humor. And you're always bringing a smile to people's faces. And you're one of the most generous giving people I know. I Mm -hmm. highly recommend that you get uh, connected with Lou and deep dive into his planner and Get to know uh, his videos, and he's got such great inspiration for you. And come find us on TikTok.
0: Yeah, we're going to be
1: killing it (laughs) over there. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com, and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market.